0: One of my goals with The Secret Podcast is to make the supernatural more natural and the paranormal more normal. These are events and occurrences that happen as a part of our natural and normal everyday lives. We've just been conditioned to ignore them and deny their existence. Well, it's time to undo that conditioning. I'm proud to announce that Ray Davis and I of Sixth Sense Media have created our own Sixth Sense Media clothing line. We can't always go up to somebody and say, Hey, what do you think about the disclosure and UFOs and aliens on the Earth? But you can wear one of our Disclosure Now T-shirts and get people's attention, start a conversation, or connect with another like-minded person who sees your shirt. If you're a truth seeker or someone looking to enact positive change in the world, why not wear it with pride? Connect with other like-minded truth seekers and become the change you want to be and see in this world. Visit SixSenseMedia.net, click on the store tab and become the change you were born to inspire. Visit 6 click on the store. Welcome to Truth Seekers.
1: Let me tell you why you're here. You're here because you know something.
2: What you know you can't explain. What you feel. you felt it your entire life. There's something wrong with the world. You don't know what it is, but it's there.
0: Looking at one of the oldest organisms on the planet Earth that we know of, it uh, will surprise you... What comes with this organism? A level of intelligence, a storage of data and knowledge, leads least that's what my good friend and fellow remote viewer Edward Reardon has to say. He's joining the show once again this evening. We'll be talking about all things remote viewing focused on one of his recent sessions called Pando. Pando, again, is one of the world's oldest living organisms. He did a fascinating session as he explored this and what it represents, what it is. Is it dying? Is it storing knowledge and information can you access that knowledge and information always an interesting journey down that rabbit hole with edward reardon edward i have him on the line how are you my friend
1: hey dennis it's great to be back on your show man i'm doing great it's always uh, a
0: fun conversation we were just on the line uh, was it two nights ago now uh talking about yeah. all things remote viewing again that was a fun discussion uh, among it was you daz myself ed what a great yeah. group of uh, experienced minds to have yeah. some of these discussions with crypto viewing.
1: Absolutely, man, it's great, and um, those those free form conversations are my favorite because um, you never know where they're going to go, and and everybody comes in with their own point of view, their own experience, and um, so it makes it really stimulating and a uh, heck of a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, it was, it was cool sitting back and watching you and Daz kind of go at it respectfully. But, you know, you, you have your we – were, we were talking about uh, – and we're not going to relive the whole conversation. Um, but temporal markers, uh, can you mask remote viewing? Can the tasker influence and cause the viewer to get bad data? You know, and you had your uh, – position on that. And you and I have debated that, uh, quite a few times. We've we've not debated, we talked about it. And then Daz Mm -hmm. had his position. You've both done experiments and gotten, uh, different data, but data on this. And it was neat just to see you guys kind of go back and forth and, and, you know, share your perspective on it.
1: Yeah. Uh, that, that's what's, uh, what I enjoy about it. A discussion like that is that, um, um, you know, we don't have to agree. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's kind of like, I, I look at it as like, uh, you know, your favorite uh, rock and roll band, you know, uh, you, you love their music, but when you start to hear the story, you know, in the studio, they were at each other's throats. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. But, but it, it it was that, uh, that, uh, you know, fire that uh, created the music that you love. So, mm-hmm um uh you know with the experience uh, that i have uh, that dick algar has that smith has we we have uh, different points of view um right. and uh we respect that we respect that and we wa- we want to in my opinion we really want to explore what the other um is uh thinks I, I and go ahead it, Go ahead,
0: uh, I'm sorry, I almost cut you off. go ahead.
1: Uh, I was just saying that um you know we we kind of um, want to explore what the other thinks and and even challenge each other because we we may be able to uh, you know we will you know every everybody learns something as a result yeah. and I mean as far as the experiences go, uh, we all have different ones. Right, um, and so we we bring something different, like for me, I spent years um not focused on operational remote viewing, I focused on experiential remote viewing i I focused on the process
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: solely on the process for years i of my three hundred or so videos, I'd say a third of those was focused on the exploration of the process alone. I, I don't care with no regard for the target at all, other than a stimulus right. for the processes that are taking place, um, only. So, so yeah, I, it's a, it's a topic, uh, that I, um, I, I have a, a bit of an obsession on, on, on the topic. So I, I enjoy talking about it, um, and uh, so,
0: yeah, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, and I think that really, sp- your experience speaks to that. I mean, you're focused on almost the mechanism. <laughs> Excuse me. The mechanism by which you're obtaining this information. You're focused on where is this coming from? How am I getting this? Some of your targets even address exactly. that, I believe.
1: Exactly, yeah. I did a, tar- you know, I would, uh, I just remember this now. Dustin years ago, Dustin Newcomb, um, he, he set up a target for me and the target was me remote viewing. Wow. And I cannot find it. I'm talking, this was five, six years ago. Right. I can, I cannot find it. I wasn't looking for it. I couldn't find it. It was fascinating. Uh, I'll have to keep, keep digging, uh, to see if, if I can find it. But it was really, really interesting.
0: Do you remember and, what the um, results were of that, Edward?
1: It was, uh, along the lines of the process, the <clears throat> the processes that we're talking about. I, I just can't remember the details. That's been too long ago, but, wow. um, it was very interesting and, um, you know, just another one of those, you know. P's along the, the trail of yeah. of things, you know.
0: It's it's really neat and to uh, you know, I know a lot of people are always reaching out, like I wanna learn remote viewing, I want to try it. And um <clears throat> I've always prescribed to what you guys have say, you know, if you can get a teacher, then by all means have somebody that's gonna instruct you to do it. But there's a lot of stuff online. There's no harm in experimenting with it on your own, right? Finding some targets, reading some books and, and giving it a try and just seeing what you're you're capable of. And and learning about your intuitive processes. I did that for a long time, not necessarily with remote viewing, Mm -hmm. but just with understanding my intuition. How does this work? Why am I getting this impression? Where is this impression coming through as far as sensations in my body? Um, You know, I get information from different spots and different parts of my body feel that energy coming through. And I I spent a long time paying attention to that and understanding what that means, what's more reliable, what's more accurate. I so say go out and That's try right. it and, and study that process and you know it, it's not going to be over, you're not going to wake up one day and be Edgar Casey, but as you slowly right. incorporate it, uh, you know, after a few years you realize, hey I can use this now, I can actually rely on this skill set just from those little things
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree and um, it's, it's like uh, any other uh, sense um, you know, it's like you got uh, some, let's say if you were drafted into the Army uh, in World War Two, if you had um, a really good sense of hearing, they may put you on, uh, uh, you know, uh, reading Morse code. Right if you had a really great sense to be able to find patterns and this, I think maybe they would put you on, uh, the, the B 52 bomber. That's, uh, taking, you know, saddle or, or, uh, surveillance images and you have to look at those images and find the, the anomaly. Right. Um, because you have the, the, uh, the eyes to do it where other people can't. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but in, in my opinion, um, it, any type of uh focus on uh the what we would consider quote unquote intuitive faculties i think uh yeah any any anybody uh, would be better off from it uh I, my only concern is um is uh, you know keep a level head and you know don't go crazy.
0: <laughs> and, and you know that's that's easy to do. Uh, and I've wrestled with that being new to the team sure. and some of this stuff. This, I mean, it's 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 over. It can be overwhelming. And then especially even and not even doom and gloom bad stuff. But I've been officially remote viewing for just a few months now. But I mean, like I did an experiment similar to one we talked about the other night, where I sat down, I did a session and after i finished the session then i messaged my brother i said hey pick a target and send me a picture of it and mm-hmm. uh as soon as he sent me the picture within seconds i sent him my data i already had it uploaded i had the email typed out and ready to go and i sent him all the mm-hmm. data so there was no question that i did this session before and and it was spot on um yeah. that really shifts your worldview. you know yep. uh, I, yeah. I i did this before he picked the target you know, it, yep, yeah. and and you, you you look at things differently then you really do, and it takes a while to to assimilate into
1: your mind, yeah, absolutely. yeah. You know. I've done a, a lot of those um for specific reasons, mm-hmm. uh, those those types of experiments, yeah, um, because there's uh, there's so many aspects of it uh, that can be studied and learned from um that uh, uh are not even related to accurate um analysis of a target uh it, it, there's it, there's just a whole realm it, i mean this here's what here's i'll tell you what um changed my focus uh in remote viewing was um, it, when I first started putting out videos, uh, I was happy that anyone looked at them. Right. <laughs> <You
2: know?
1: laughs> uh, I didn't think anybody would, you know, you, mm-hmm. you, you get uh, 10 views and you're like, Oh my God, this is fantastic. Yeah. Um, but as time went on, I noticed that, um, if I had something, uh, if I did something, uh, let's say it was operational um that was uh, some big interesting target uh, especially if it was UFO related or something like that right. it would get a lot of attention, a lot of comments a lot of views uh, people would share it on websites blah 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 if I did something that was uh, exploratory because I consider myself an explorer when it comes to remote viewing more than anything mm-hmm. else Right, but if I when I did something like that, it would get a hundred views. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, people just wouldn't understand it. That really frustrated the hell out of me, and it made me kind of angry to tell you the truth. Yep. Because um, in my opinion, but just like any other artist, uh, you know what, what you're doing is so fascinating, and if some people don't find it interesting. You, hear, what the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. No, I, I yeah. you. Know, you yeah, you're you're missing the whole the whole thing, yeah. And um, but it, it it hardened my resolve um, that remote viewing is a lot more is so much more than just um, sensational results. Yeah, that remote viewing was, was that results um, were were kind of the bottom feeding. Uh, excitement when it comes to remote viewing,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um, so it hardened my resolve to 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 um, delve into the exploratory realm, um, especially because I really don't have teachers. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, with remote viewing, I, I've done very little training with some of some well-known teachers, but I ultimately don't want that, uh, the, the process is my teacher. And so the, yeah. that's what I allowed the process to be my teacher. And, and I learned, uh, so much more, uh, just so much more. But, it, it, um, it's amazing made, when you can be,
0: let the process just guide
1: you and, and take from it what you would yeah, open let, to it. Let, yeah. Let the process be the teacher. Mm-hmm. And I put this funny video out, um, years ago, and I said uh, the title of the video, if I can remember it from, <laughs> I may not remember it right, but it was like something along the lines of um remote viewing results are like bird shit <laughs> and and that was the title of the video <laughs>
2: mm-hmm.
1: nice I'll have to look for it and um but i'll I'll explain to you uh what I meant by that. And why I um, made that as a title was because when let you know when you think of bird shit, you typically think of your car, you
2: know. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, when a bird shits on your car, you're not happy about it. You know? Right. So, so let's say your car is parked uh, under a tree. You come out of the house, and you know there's some bird shit on there. And you're like, damn it! I gotta clean that off. It's gonna mess with the paint. Those damn birds. Uh, blah 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 blah. Uh, so that that becomes the focus, you know, it, it's the bird shit. But but what's fascinating is that the bird shit is just an end result of a of a long, fascinating process. Yeah. Um, there's a bird. The bird is hungry. It needs to eat. There's a worm or bugs or whatever. They're doing their thing they got a nest blah 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 the bird eats the bug the bird needs nourishment this this is what this is what makes this is what would be the when you go into the mystery schools this is the mysteries that they will present to you
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: um the bird will eat eat the bug the, the it's processed into their digestive system they're nourished from it they're stronger now, and then they eliminate the waste and that's what ends up on your car. So what ends up on your car is the end of result of a long story. Yeah. And so that's the most fascinating part for me is the long story. Not, mm. the, not the bird shit on the car and how damn I'm not going to clean it off because it's going to ruin my paint job. Right. You know.
2: That's um, a neat way to look
1: at it. I, I had to fully explain all of that in very slow detail um, just to even get the point across, because um, you know not everybody looks at it that way. So it's it's a different way of looking looking at things. But it is it, it is um, uh, it's kind of the it's you know that that's how that's how the mystery schools would teach you. It, it, that's
2: what enjoy they, the journey, they basically. Look at it. it, it
1: there's more. more the- there's more. There's more to the story um and depending on how you're looking at it you will be able to glean a lot more of it right um if you if you have that piece of if you have that tool you know
0: yeah yeah that's a perspective really good point too um you know i think it's such a benefit to stop and look at the process behind things and not just we are a society that's so driven and focused on Results, we don't always look at the process and and what else we can learn, and that's what I love, even our side conversations um, that don't make it to uh, you know to video, just talking about what hmm. the experience is like. I think that's that's huge. Um, yeah. And speaking of which, I I do want to give a, a quick plug here, to uh of the crypto viewing team at uh, cryptoviewing.com or patreon.cryptoviewing, patreon/slash crypto viewing. Uh, because uh, the work we're doing, Edward, I, you know, I know you described it as important as well, and it's just fascinating, and we're working a target right now, and we can't talk about it, <laughs> although I'm dying to talk about it, Edward, I'm not going to lie to you. Um, <laughs> I, I was doing yoga this morning, and towards the end, I'm doing some deep breathing, and images from the target flashed across my mind, and I, mm-hmm. that's never happened before, because I'm a new viewer. So I ran downstairs and I did a whiteboard session. And uh, so I'll, I'll send that in later today. But that was that was a really cool experience. Um, I yeah. started just write, I just drew the image I saw in my journal and as I draw the image, I start getting a data stream. So I write the data stream down and I'm like, man, I need to go downstairs and put this on camera. But then another image came in so I took all these notes in my journal then I ran downstairs yeah. and, and kept the flow going. Um, yeah, that's,
1: that's the way you do it. Yeah, so it was, it was pretty cool. Awesome. So
0: awesome. anyway, look for that at uh, at Crypto Viewing. And let's give a plug for Edward. You're on uh, YouTube ER Viewer. Just search Edward Reardon on uh, on YouTube as well. Any other plugs, Edward, for you?
1: Oh, no. Uh, okay. Crypto Viewing is uh, is the top priority. Right. And, um, you know, check it out. Uh, you won't be disappointed. We it's, it's, um, put a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and, um, you know, we're, we're focused, driven, and working hard.
0: <laughs> absolutely. And then you can also find, uh, you know, Daz Smith's content at remoteview.com. I'd say everything remote viewing. Daz, I look at like the historian, the archivist of uh, remote viewing. He's got so much information on his website. Uh, yeah, plus, just free free magazine, eight martinis. Um, yeah. He's got to have one coming out yeah. soon, I think. And then uh, Dick Algar's YouTube page, always entertaining, always informative uh, as oh, well. Yeah. So, and then. I'm going to give a shameless self-plug for myself, SixCentsMedia.net. and you'll have all the archives of these podcasts, and that's where you can get uh, my new book, I'm Human Food for the Archons. So please. Which I
1: highly recommend. Thank you. Uh, you still reading it. Oh, yeah. I have it right by the bed. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Awesome, man. I appreciate it. It's been a fun journey. Speaking of journeys... Let's uh, let's talk about Pando. Pando is, uh, again, looking at... There's a Pando website, pandopopulous.com, for anybody that wants more information. It's the name of the largest organism on Earth and one of the oldest, a quaking aspen that extends over 100 acres from a single root. Now, during your session, during your intro to your sessions, you you talked about the... I think it was the intelligence of plants, your belief that plants are intelligent. Um, I I have a similar feeling on that do you want to talk about that briefly
1: uh the intelligence of of plants yeah absolutely um not only has there you know been research uh to that Mm -hmm. um but um for my my personal um relationship with plants and their consciousness uh, does expand into uh, the use of certain plant medicines,
2: uh-huh.
1: and um, and feeling the the consciousness of um, of of, uh, of the plants, uh, the a uh, jungle uh, consciousness, um, and experiencing that. Um it, uh, it, it takes it from beyond the um, what would they call it um, uh, l- what would they call it not not a literary perspective, like a academic
2: uh-huh.
1: uh, pursuit of knowledge um, to a more direct form of experience to have um, certain plants. Uh, moving through the body, moving through the brain, and uh, recognizing them as a communication system yeah. um, that, that is communicating with you and and open to explorational communication. And um, I, I, I feel that uh, the planet uh, is so full of life and so many different uh, languages and communication systems um, that uh, we we uh, really really need to um, be able to uh, uh, open up to and accept uh, that we're you know we're not uh, we're not the smartest. We're not the sharpest tool in the in the shed yeah. <laughs> you know, when, it, when it comes to uh, awareness. I mean, we're brilliant, uh, but we're not the only we're not the only thing that communicates here. We're, you know,
0: we're brilliant, but we have the blinders on. If it doesn't look like us and speak like us, then it's it's we look at it uh, as a society uh, as stupid. You know,
1: unfortunately, unfortunately.
0: But you know, there's some some great research out there you know cleve baxter being one of them the uh polygraph technician he he, um he wrote a paper on what he called primary perception and the experiments he did showing reactions of plants when harm was brought to them um that's right a repeatable experiment Mm -hmm. and how these plants would entrain to people in the room and the plants would have memory uh, if someone came in and destroyed one plant, the plant sitting next to it would have a a, re- a measurable reaction. That person would leave, yeah. a dozen other people would come in the room, no reaction. That person returns an hour or two later, and the plant has a measurable reaction as if it remembered that person who destroyed yeah. the other plant. Um, you yeah. know, speaking of plant intelligence, you have the work of Terrence McKenna, um, and he does some great stuff on on mushroom intelligence. And then yeah. Uh, yeah. Carlos Castaneda then, his journeys with uh, Don Juan Mattis on ayahuasca, and what he learned yeah. from those plants. And you give it you get a different yeah. perspective, just from studying those three sources there um, on what a plant can bring. And, it, and it, again, you want to make it modern, I'd say it's it's like a, an exchange, like a download and an upload of information that comes in plant form. Yeah. It interacts with our brain. The same way we could upload knowledge to our brain, you, you eat this like in Alice in Wonderland, eat me and something happens and you learn from it.
1: Right. That's right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, a fascinating process. And, um, for whatever reason, uh, our culture that, um, you know, we were born into, um, is part of a, uh, a cultural system that, um, wasn't uh too interested in that uh chose pursued other other things um other other ways of understanding things um, other than direct communication and for whatever reason i mean you know um when you look at it uh, you can say okay well western science um uh at some point uh decided if you know we can't prove any of these things. And if we can't prove it, it's not real. Right. Um, and for, for, because we really want to exercise, uh, this, uh, logical researching or whatever analysis part of our brain, we have to, uh, become very rigid in our pursuits. And you know what? They've discovered a lot of things as a result. Yeah. And, and, and now we can say, okay, well, we can take take that and and take some of this and take some of this and kind of bring them all together, and and we and they, they they end up complementing each other. Um, once you can, you know, take off the take off restrictions, you know.
0: I think we're starting and, to see a uh, merging of spirit and science. We're getting close to that point.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I think so too. Mm-hmm. Especially with uh, with uh, what's happening in. The quantum realms yep. with um, the Large Hadron Collider and yeah. and um, you know our our um, knowledge uh, base is just exponential at this yeah. point.
2: Yeah, you're right.
0: Quantum and and just computing in general. I think as are advancing AI and studying consciousness and it's yeah. just a byproduct. It, it mirrors. It's mirroring spirituality, it's mirroring, I think, our own evolution and development as well, which is really neat to see. And, and you know, I often wonder though, with our ignorance of plant consciousness, I wonder if that's intentional. Um, Because, you know, you look at the world, I I talked about this in my last book of, I want to not harm anything in this world, well, I got to eat, well, maybe I won't eat meat because then I'll stop suffering. So I'll eat plants, and then you come to find out. Well, plants can yeah. have that reaction too. So you really yeah. can't win. So maybe that's a, somewhere it started as a defense mechanism. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. You, you know, there's there's a bigger bigger game at play here that I don't have the answer to. But it's definitely something that gives me pause yeah. quite often.
1: Yeah, I, I, I hear you, and it's it's like uh, one of those things where it's um, you know. It, because we have the ability to think outside of our own survival mechanisms, which um, makes us different
2: mm-hmm. uh
1: we 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 can't we also cannot deny our own survival mechanisms as well. so we you know without a doubt, uh, our bodies require consumption. <laughs> so yeah there's just yeah. you know there's just, you know nothing we can do. Yeah. What we can do about it That's who so we are. you got it you got to eat something you, you know i don't i don't want to eat rocks but i tell you my wife makes a banana bread i'm all over that thing
2: <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah
0: i hear you well look let's uh let's get into pando here you were mm-hmm. tasked uh to remote view this organism and mm-hmm. you start, why don't we start with the early stuff? You start connecting and, and identifying this this life form, this very old life form. What were your impressions on that?
1: Well, um, the, the interesting thing about the project um, is I, I can't um, not talk about The intention behind uh, the reason for even wanting to task it out to me. So, uh, Dustin um, wanted to um, uh, see if how uh, how I would respond to an organism of that size and of that age. Right. Um, So. Uh, and he was curious, um, about it as well because he, he came up, up, up upon the story that, uh, that this uh, uh organism existed and the estimated age and the size, and that it was dying, that it was not regenerating,
2: right?
1: And so, um, that, that's that's a uh, very interesting story. That's a very interesting topic, and so he he um, he wanted to uh, see if we could explore that. And so when I sent him uh, text and a hey, uh, you know I'm ready to take a vacation you know you got uh, you got any destinations in mind you know mm-hmm. um, he said uh, I, I do and so he put that together. And um, so, yeah. So, going into that session, um, it what 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 I was experiencing first was that there was some some mystery going on. There were people who were um, uh, confused about something. There, there was a mystery going on, mm-hmm. and, and and some people were were very upset about it. They were arguing about it. Um, it was very emotional. Um, and and that's, you know, when Dustin first found the story, that's what the, the story was about, that these geologists and scientists were, were arguing over why this organism was not regenerating itself.
2: Hmm.
1: And uh, that's what made him interested in the story in general. So that was one of the first elements that I had come up of palm, interesting was um, it was it was very interesting, and I had this really interesting drawing where this you know they're, they're going what is it how does it this and what's that and what's the answer and all all these things, and then there's this I drew this hill, and this guy is pointing at it, and he's saying that's it, you know mm-hmm. that's, it's there that that's that's where you'll find the answer. You know, so the answer to was,
0: why it's dying was up on that hill. Was the, is the data you're getting?
1: Well, it was, uh, that's where you want to look. Go to okay. that hill. Right. That's where you want to go. You know, it was like a pointer saying, "You go over there. Right. You know? Yeah. And uh, of course, I'm blind at the target. I have no idea what that means. Uh, other than I got to drew a guy and a mound and he's pointing at it and saying, go there. Yeah. <laughs>
2: huh.
1: You know? And so, oh, okay, well, this is getting interesting. Yeah. Right. And, um, and then something really interesting happened then after that. Um, I had, um, I think I had to take a bit of a break from the project because I was getting very busy with crypto viewing and everything else. And then uh, one day I'm having uh, this big emotional surge comes over me. And I'm wondering what the hell is going on. I'm having this emotional surge and I'm wondering if it's related to this vacation target. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I figure because I'm wondering about it, I'm thinking that it probably is because I'm wondering about it. I'm not going, damn, I'm mad because I got scoop the litter boxes again. Right. Uh, it's something else. And so I go and I wanted to channel all that into another remote viewing session for that target. And, uh, here I was again with these people who were very upset. Uh, they were very emotional and they were going, what the hell, uh, what the, what the F is going on? You know, why, why can't we figure this out? Um, what is, what the hell is going on here? Uh, Looking back, I can understand that people were dealing with an environmental uh, topic. Environmental topics are highly emotional, more than ever, right now. And so, post-feedback, I can look back and say, I can see where environmentalists, geologists, scientists are in a panic because Pando represents... um, extinction pando represents a an organism that is anywhere from 80,000 to a million years old and it is not regenerating itself
2: yeah
1: it's a, it's a dying species and um and with the with the with the type of topics that we are continually addressed with in this era, which is uh, extinction, uh, die-offs, environmental collapse, where we're all we're continually bombarded with these ideas, and people are highly, highly emotional about them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so um, I could say yes, um, what I was experiencing in in that. In that period, it was related to how people are reacting to a story about this in this era, because people are afraid we're in another mass extinction, right. and so our own mortality and survival is at risk. And so, I, I found I thought that was very interesting. So uh, that session kind of sparked off um, the continuation. Of the project that I was dealing with, something that people um, were were uh, you know there was something heat heatily debated here
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, that that people couldn't figure out, and so okay, I want to go and figure out what's going on. What are they so upset about? Yeah. Right, and um, and it led me to that um, I was dealing with uh, something that was related to um, soil
2: Hmm.
1: and um, the ground and particularly soil. I was very interested in the soil um, on this, uh, you know, near this, this uh, hill or mountain range or, you know, whatever. Right. And, um, the soil uh, had spe- some specific kind of qualities or properties to it that were very interesting to me. Uh, like uh, they had a different type of uh, electromagnetic quality to them. Mm, I remember that. that was, yeah, uh, yeah, that was really really interesting to me. Like, like it, like it was an area that had uh, meteorite dust or debris. Um, in the soil, uh, and and those um, electromagnetic properties were still in the soil, which was really really interesting to me.
0: And that's that's something that had always been there throughout the life of this organism, or is that something that's a causal factor of its slow
1: decline? I I would say in uh, post analysis observation, it it probably had more something to do with uh, with a quality of soil that had been there prior to the existence of the growth of this particular aspen okay and and possibly uh, um, one of the factors for its longevity maybe maybe right and so um, as I was exploring that further um uh, I came upon this um, feeling that there was uh, something living that was related to this, and that it had uh, a finite lifespan, and that its uh, what was curious about it was that um, its own finite. Um, the finality of it, but it was finite mm-hmm. and um which led me into more of a a type of philosophical realm
2: yeah
1: that that whatever this target was, it had a a type of philosophical element to it that um Allowed it to become aware of and ponder its own finiteness. That on a timeline it would have its existence, and then at some point in the timeline, its existence would come to an end. And that 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 was um, a something being pondered or, or considered, and I I found that to be absolutely fascinating. I was just in... I was just glued to the page um, wanting to to explore that further.
0: Did, um, can, I, of, can I interrupt because, real quick, Edward? Did, did sure. this have awareness of its finality? Did you detect yes. that? Yes.
1: Okay, so it was yes. aware. That's interesting. Yes. Okay. And, and that it was like an old person, you know? It was uh-huh. like an old person, you know? Um, and and it was and it was aware- aware of this of this um a, a aspect or element of existence that you have a, a lifespan, and then eventually it does come to an end it 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 has a an endpoint on the timeline right where there's where there's no more spikes, it just you know it's just like a heartbeat, it's yeah. beeping, it's beeping, and then when it stops, it's just a a flat line yeah. And, um, so I was just so curious, uh, about that, um, and, and, and wanted to just stay in that space with this, uh, consciousness and explore its philosophy with it. Cause it was fa- It was so fascinating to me. Right. Um, how
0: was it with, uh, the knowledge that it was not going to be around forever. Did did you get a sense of how it felt about that?
1: I I did. And I had to do several things in order to get to that point. I had to uh, realize that there was an emotional belt around it and that I could easily get caught up in the emotional belt around it Mm -hmm. Uh, which, in my opinion, has to do with the people who are involved with it.
0: Okay, so not the plant itself, it's the people around
1: it. Not not the organism itself. Okay. And um, so I had to remove myself from that field of other people's reactions.
0: Can I, and can I interject? Then, I know I'm cutting you off a lot, Edward. I'm sorry. Um, but you're gotcha. covering so much, and I want to get these comments in before I lose them. That that reminds me of some of the research we talked about with Cleve Baxter, how the plants were connected to sometimes people's emotions in the room. How, do you think there mm-hmm. was a possibility there was an entrainment there between Pando and, and the people around it?
1: I, I think that in a field like that, because uh, again, post-session looking at the target, Right. Uh, people are involved with this organism. They've put a fence around it.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Um, they they have they're they're focused very intensely on it. So it's not just an organism growing around in a natural setting anymore.
2: Right.
1: Um, it's basically been captured, and it's under serious uh, human attention. Yeah. And so um, I had to relieve myself of that attention.
2: Okay.
1: Um, and that ten- the tension involved with people's attention. Because <laughs> it's yeah. very noisy. Yeah. very It's very distracting, and it's a pain in the ass. And so as soon as I did, uh, I was able to get a clear communication. Okay. and And the clear communication was that um that there is finite to all living things. And uh you can call it a fate, you can call it a destiny, you can call it a a a, uh, a lifespan on the timeline. Um but all things have a beginning and they have a growth and then they have an end.
2: Right.
1: And and that um and that this target, whatever it was that I was experiencing uh, uh, was in no um, doubt about the nature of that. And so uh, that was very strong, and it was just so clear. It, was only, it only needed to be a few seconds or a few sentences. Right. Because humans are full of gibber jabber mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: Some people take an hour to say something that they can say in one sentence. Yeah, <laughs> But, um, coming, you know, with, with a, an organism of this magnitude, um, it's just, you know, clarity, it's just clarity, you know? Um, so that was really, really interesting. That was really interesting. But what happened then, um, that I can recall, there may, there was probably more things that You you may remember more than I do, but what, what I remember next was, uh, was being in this mind space of wanting to reignite the uh, timeline, to resurrect something. That resurrection was on the agenda, so to speak. I I didn't say agenda, but I'll say it now. Yeah. Um, That resurrection came into my mind of a desire to reignite that blip on the timeline.
0: Whose desire?
1: Well, I'd say that desire are the people who have put a fence around that organism and um, have taken it upon themselves uh, to,
2: um, you know, do
1: something. To do something,
2: and how did, did the organism have a, a reaction to
1: that? The reaction that I experienced of that was that um, there are certain laws of nature, and that if you, when you try to interfere with certain laws of nature, um, you cannot override certain. Laws of nature.
2: Hmm.
1: That, that if you, um, I'm trying to remember how I put it because it was very profound. It was a very profound experience for me. Um, it was a, it was in the realm of you cannot cheat death. Yeah. Um, when you cannot cheat death, you can't. You can you can try to fool yourself for uh, a period of time but you are not smarter than death. And it uh, is a momentum that we are not strong enough to overpower. And that whatever this target was, um, there, there was a, a, an end timeline, um, but there was a, another element who was attempting uh, to cheat death and resurrect something.
0: What what does that say if if you can't cheat death with looking at the advancements in technology? What's your opinion then if somebody uploads their consciousness to, say, a cloud and their physical body dies, but that consciousness lives on? Is that an aspect of cheating death? Do you think there'll be some barrier preventing that from actually happening?
1: Well, I I think we have to uh, adjust the conversation from a different angle. Uh Uh-huh. And this is the angle that uh, I was able to obtain from this pando session, which is um, post uh, feedback and and so analy- having analyzed the target, analyzed my experience, remote viewing right. this uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of year old living organism,
2: right.
1: which is that um and then looking at the arguments like i was seeing these people arguing and what what is their argument what what is their argument their argument is that humans are interfering with the lifespan of this organism and as a result of human interference the organism is not regenerating itself the trees are elders and the the young trees are being destroyed or not growing and it's unnatural Uh, we have disrupted the natural living cycle and it is our fault that's the argument right okay but it depends and we had this conversation before what altitude are you making that decision from if you're on the ground it's stupid humans who have uh, chased away the big cats and so the deer and the cows have gone in and they're eating the young sapling trees right. and not allowing for the regrowth. If you're on ground level, that's what you can see. If you're up at satellite level, what you see is a natural movement of, of living organisms uh, and, the re- and the end result of living organism migration. So what is unnatural about humans?
2: I, I, I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. Nothing. Yeah.
1: Nothing. We're living organisms just like the deer, right. just like the cows. Uh, we're just living organisms. Right. Uh, that, that's it. So what is unnatural about it? Uh, depending on what altitude you you're looking at it from, there's nothing unnatural about it. Right. And so that was the you know that that's where the argument then can go. The argument is that humans are unnatural, but is that really the case? Right? Is it really the case? Or I don't think we're it starting, is the case. We're we doing what we're designed to do. We are, we are another living organism, mm-hmm. just like if you had uh, a. Uh, a family of beavers, and they put up a dam in that stream, and they change the course of that stream yeah it benef- it benefits them, it may cause some die off of another living organism yeah you're right, you're but, right, but we don't say those beavers are unnatural, unnatural. and they're evil yeah R- right you're absolutely right and and so when i'm when I'm in the space. Uh, having communication with a living organism that is hundreds of thousands of years old. That's the perspective that I was able to obtain.
2: And I think that's, that.
1: that's profound, Edward. Yeah, it was. It really was. You know, when
0: you, can, yeah. when you can look to, and I think there's a lot of insight into trying to understand our own humanity um, and looking at nature looking from the level of bacteria and how that functions and what that does up through complex life. And you look at what bacteria is capable of doing, what it can consume and the benefit it can bring. We have bacteria in in our gut and the guts of other animals that aids in digestion and we have infection that it can bring. Um, And then you look at the more complex social structures of insects and how destructive they can be. And you you summed it up nicely. We wouldn't say that's not natural. We'd say that doesn't fit the rosy picture of everything being good and beautiful. That's what's not natural, is our perception that the world is, you know, so beautiful and we are the anomaly here that destroys things. And the reality is nature consumes itself in a
1: gruesome, violent way sometimes. That's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. So you can see, uh, you could see a beautiful uh, forest of trees that suddenly starts to die because uh, some beetle infestation yeah. uh, settles in. Um, would you call that unnatural? Right. No. We'd say invasive. The, the, those trees will be consumed, they'll fall over into the ground, uh, they'll be consumed. Uh, Their minerals will be absorbed back into the ground. Uh, The rains come, the shifts happen, uh, maybe some new seeds blow in from the wind. It's just a continual cycle of nature on a planet that is a master of balance, just an absolute master. And um, so, so, yeah, when I was uh, going through the experience of... um, of the Of this ancient consciousness, it was not afraid of its own end of existence, okay. It was a natural uh, cycle,
0: and it understood that, okay.
1: Uh, you know it, it's it's like um, you know humans, uh, you know we have this this emotional uh, part of our brain. and um. You know, we, we, and it's real, it's right across the street from our curiosity, right. uh, which is, which is right across the street from our, uh, our um, compulsive desire to do something, you know, yeah. yep. <laughs> you know? Uh, and, uh, and none of those are bad things, you know, none of those are bad things, um, but we, we are uh, a part of, of nature, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. and even even though we can conceive of resurrection, even though we can conceive of cheating death, uh, we are just uh, uh, you know, part of the soil. Right. just just like in in the session, you know I was getting this this soil. there was something interesting about the soil, They, had all these kind of strange electromagnetic qualities and properties to them and um and it was a charge. oh, that's what it was. that's what it was, that's yeah. what it was. I went in and I asked that question. you know, I can't even remember the question, but it was like what 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 is this about? And that's what I was informed of. It was like i was I felt that like I had accessed the these records that's,
0: that's where I was going I next had, with the records yeah
1: i I, I had access. Uh, these records that existed inside of this electromagnetic field um, were where information was kind of trapped in yeah and and it could be we could we could call it a a record system because you know that's that's the language we like to use, yeah, you know we'll call it the records, okay, sounds good and and that. Uh, there was a there and that in the existence of things, there was a charge to them, and they had a, a, a charge within them. And then when the charge goes out, it's done,
2: right?
1: And and that charge is like a battery and it has a lifespan. And when the battery charge, when, you, when the battery charge or the electrical charge runs itself out, it's done, you yeah. know yeah and um and that that was just yeah that was that was on a grand scale of of the magnitude of that uh perspective, but it was but i but yeah, it was like in the in the records of of this of this uh organism and and there was just such a a vast span. Of of history that was uh, stored into this um, into this uh, space, and you know.
0: It touched on uh, some things, that, themes that have been coming up for me in the, over the last uh, you know half a decade in my research. Uh, electromagnetism being huge as I started, you know, my research for my book, saying, you know, is is this psychic information that I think I'm getting even possible? everything kept coming back to electromagnetic waves, electromagnetism. It's connected to everything that I've looked into. When you hit on that with mm-hmm. the trees, I said, "Up, oh, there's another there's another aspect of it. And when you were talking about the records, yeah. you know, w- what do we access in, in remote viewing? Is it a record? Is it information? Is it a data stream? And it reminded me of that scene. I, I sent you a text about this, uh, of Avatar, where they connect their hair... Which is kind of their interface to one of the trees, and that's their connection to their ancestors' information, which is downloaded or uploaded into the tree, and they can gain knowledge and insight through that connection to the tree. Um, right? Did right. you have? Didn't you touch on some people, uh, an ancient culture, or a Native Americans having an interest in these trees, or a, a, a that's right secret society.
1: We we don't yeah, have a
0: lot of time um, left, but can you can you touch on that before we uh, we have to end our our session?
1: Sure, sure. Yeah, there was there were people um, who I'm trying to remember uh, the details of it. I'd have to go back through the session, but there was an element elements there of people who did um, magic right. there. Who who were into elemental magic and ceremonies, yeah. uh, and, and that type of thing. And so, uh, I, in the research of Pando, um, the the uh, human the, the the area has been populated for a very long time by indigenous people
2: hmm. uh,
1: that that go into prehistoric times, right. Uh, so, from prehistoric times where, where they have, and I had this in the session, that there were glyphs. Mm-hmm. There were, um, you know, things that could be found in glyphs that were left behind. And there are glyphs in the area from the people that have inhabited the area, even back into prehistoric time. And this organism, the, the, the Pando Aspen, has has been alive through that entire process, from prehistoric stone age tribes living in the caves, um, living in the area, uh, cr- creating glyphs on the stones uh, in the in the mountains in the area, um, and living amongst. These these trees, and, and no doubt in my mind, uh, doing um, their ceremonies there. Right. Uh, they, you know, with the with the uh, earth-based uh, spirituality that they that they had, mm-hmm. um, uh, permeates in the area, and that uh, this organism lived through. All of that, and um, just like in mystical traditions, um, where you have objects, talismans,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, wands and staffs, and crystals and, and these things, uh, I do it myself.
2: Yeah,
1: uh, you you will you will project um, into those. Natural elementals uh for storage i I've been doing that for decades decades sure. uh, where i would uh, if it was a, a a deep intense uh journey uh, in sensory deprivation or or wherever uh, I always have my staff next to me. Uh, the, the same one that I made 23 years ago. Right. And, uh, when I'm done with the journey, I'll clearly bring it into my mind. I'll grab that's my staff and I will project that experience into that tool. So why do I do this? Because humans have been doing it since the beginning.
2: Right.
1: We've been, we've been doing it all along. You know uh-huh. uh, if you're doing elemental ceremonial elemental uh rituals in nature uh you're you are you're projecting mental energy into the surroundings uh in in the worship of the earth of the plants of the elk uh-huh. of the bear um you know the the sky people I mean whatever whatever it is
0: right and know. there's a real impact there's uh, a measurable impact on on your energetic output
1: and your intention yeah it gets stored in the records you know
0: so is that and, is that and, something uh, we're, we're coming up on the end here, but is that something that we can somebody with the right knowledge could access today
1: well, that's what that's uh that I, I had that in the session, oh, okay <laughs> that um, I acknowledge my place in accessing these records. I acknowledge it. In fact, you know what? it was so interesting. I want to read it again. Let me go pull that session up. Sure. There was something really, really interesting that came through because I was I was um, in a space. Where I was kind of having an argument a little bit with the resurrectionists, right? Um, and myself. Let me see if I can find that because this was very interesting to me. I want to I want to reread it and re- remind myself of this. Hang on. Okay, let me
2: is this it? Uh, let me see here, and then
1: we'll we'll end with one more very interesting thing about this too. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, I was going through these ideas here. Is is the pro, is that the program we're we're in to refuel an expired record? I question, and and to do that again, I question. Is this just another recording I'm pondering? And then I asked the question, what now? Is there another destiny to fulfill another record playing out? Question mark. And then why? So I thought that I was in this replaying uh, record. And then I asked if it was some type of a spell to be broken. mm mm-hmm. And was it some type of a freeze in the timeline? these These are the the questions um the space that I'm in. Uh, it it was repetitive. And the repetitivity was very agitating to me. Yeah. Um, i'm I'm not interested in that. So this is what I have here that I said that I'm not interested in, but the history is interesting. I can acknowledge the history, but I am not interested in a replay of this timeline that's not my job and it really isn't it's really not my job i acknowledge the records and my role in ex- in accessing them but my job and my role is not in replaying some uh re, re- some recording i'm not tr- i'm not here for that that's somebody else's job so,
0: meaning by replaying you're accessing this knowledge bank, and it was a, an opportunity to basically see the whole timeline that it had recorded. Is that you mean by replaying?
1: Replaying, as in, as in, uh, like being um, pivy to uh, another party whose interest was in replaying something again. Okay. Like uh, replaying history. Let's re. Let's start over. Let's replay it again.
0: An actual Um, start
1: over, like a like like a Groundhog
0: Day scenario.
1: Well, uh, and I I believe this was this was in this session. If not, it might have been in in another session. No, I think it was in this one. It was in this one. That that notion, what you just said, was what I was coming across, and the 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 response that I had to that was that that is not possible. Because we are in a we're in a different part of the galaxy. You can't do that. That is not possible. And you cannot turn the galaxy in reverse and go back to where it was and replay it, maybe in uh, the records, but you can't redo it in reality. We're in another part of the galaxy now. It's wow. impossible to do. And so that is what was agitating the shit out of me. Because coming upon uh, someone's notion of, no, we have, let's replay this, it's, I want to slap them and say, shut up. Right. Get your head out of your keister. That's impossible. And you're, you're wasting energy here.
0: So according to that, then, as we move through our perception of time, as our galaxy moves through physical space that has an, an effect on where we are on the timeline of this reality.
1: We're and, way down the timeline. Right. We're way down. And, and, and the other thing that, was, that upset me in the session of what I felt that was being uh, re- requested was to participate in that process. And so the, my declaration was, there's no way... I'm going to participate in that idea. Yeah. That idea is wrong, and I'm not going to participate in it. hmm I will acknowledge my role in ex- in accessing the records, but what they're looking at is uh, a type of magic that I don't want to, I don't agree with, and I don't want to participate in.
0: Who's they? Who was asking that? Was that the, the Native Americans in the area that you were accessing, or...?
1: No, no. It would be more of, um, I'd say, uh, whatever's connected to the scientists and the geologists okay. who um, are in are in resurrection.
0: So that could be let's let's clone the tree and, and bring it back to life and, and keep it alive for another eighty thousand years. Correct. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So on a cosmic scale, I'm thinking. Reset time, and all of a sudden, today's 2019. And all of a sudden, we're back in its
1: prehistory. Um, well, um, j- j- just so just so we're both clear on what what we're talking about here, and what what we're what we're um, contemplating. The let me read what I was on. What I w- what I was experiencing there was the desire to. Replay a program, okay, and that's uh, like a form of elemental magic, right? Like like a, a magician, right, uh, or a sorcerer uh, wanting to play with the timeline. And so that's what I had come across. And so my response to that was: there's no way in hell that I'm going to agree to participate right. in what you're uh, suggesting. I think
0: that's where your experience comes in. You, you, you've you dealt with magical practices, intuitive practices, you've got a, a strong, not just knowledge base, but experience when you're confronted with things like that. And you can comfortably draw a line in the sand and, and, and yeah. guide yourself. I, th- I think about, I don't know that I would have the knowledge or experience to do that, to say that, I would just probably write down what was said and said, okay, this is where the data's taken me and and see where I went. So I think that speaks volumes to your experience to have the wherewithal to say, hey, here's what I'm here to do. Uh, I don't want any parts of that. And I I think that's uh, very interesting, but it brings back some interesting things to ponder. You know, are we... Are we looking at the, just the idea of cloning and restarting the life cycle over of this thing? Or are we looking on a cosmic scale because we're talking about it's not possible given our position in the galaxy? I think that could be a wealth of information that talks about this reality, this timeline, and the ability to shift that timeline forward or backwards. Um, yeah. it's, it's a very interesting thing that I'm going to think about for a while. But we are—we're uh, we're just about out of time, Edward. I wish we could keep this going. Do you have any uh, other thoughts or comments um, before we go ahead and wrap this up?
1: Oh, just—I uh, mean, I love the the target. Uh, the, it was—it was, um, it was a very great uh, place that I needed to go, and um, you know, it was—it was
0: great. I feel that. Every time I talk with you, I I walk away enlightened, and I feel that your targets have information that I need to hear, uh, and they're relevant to me and and my journey. And I just always wonder, um, is there a higher hand? Is there a a path laid out before you of things that you're supposed to do or learn? Because I feel that as disconnected as your targets seem, I see a thread between all the targets that you and I have talked about beyond And I think that's really cool. That's a really neat journey that you're on.
1: Absolutely. And uh, there's definitely a thread. Yeah. And, um, you know, but the the hard part is, uh, and the the hard lesson, and this is a lesson that um, was very difficult to learn. I I know where we don't have a lot of time and this is a five hour conversation, (laughs) um, is that, um, you you have to uh, be willing to um, put yourself uh, where you need to be, yeah. even if uh, your mind is telling you uh, no, this ain't right, uh, or I don't yep. want to be here, or you know, let's uh, you know go get a sandwich. Um, you know, I've I for myself, I've been confronted. With those decisions, yeah, where um, where 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 it was like, whoa, okay, I'm being really presented with a decision, and I and and I'm aware that my mind is telling me, no, this ain't right, no, yeah, don't do this, but there's another part of me saying, shut the hell up and go and and go walk through that door,
0: and that's. That's huge and that's very telling, I think. And it ties to what we talked about in the beginning in just uh, exploring your own intuitive processes and understanding that information comes through different parts and different energy centers, whatever, you know, however you can envision it. Um, You know, for me, I I kind of correspond with the chakra points. I get information from different points. And usually what my head starts saying doesn't always represent what my heart is telling me. My head is that That's logical, right. keep you out of danger, I don't like this, uh, let's think of all the things that are bad about this, but my heart and sometimes my gut's like, you need to go through this, you need to do this. Shut the hell up, brain, and let's go. That's a great That's point. Right. That's a great point.
2: Right.
0: Edward, I enjoyed this conversation as I do with every one of ours, uh, You know, and I thank you again for, uh, for coming on the show and, and sharing it. You know, again, to our to my listeners out there, please check out Edward's work on YouTube. I'll have the links at sixcentsmedia.net in the show notes. It'll be in the newsletter. Uh, But go to YouTube, search Edward Reardon. I think he's ER viewer. You can find him on there. And of course, you can see uh, a lot of our work at uh, at Patreon.com/slash/cryptoviewing or cryptoviewing.com. And again, check out the work of uh, Dick Allgayer. Uh, on his YouTube page, com, and uh, my book, I'm Human Food for the Archons. You can find that at net and on Amazon. Edward, always insightful, always a pleasure, my friend. Uh, thank you so much for once again taking the time to share some of your journey with us.
1: Thanks so much, Dan. It's, all, it's always a pleasure being on your great show and um, and having these, these great exploratory conversations. I, I, I always appreciate them greatly.
0: Well, as, as uh, you always say, many more to come.
1: Many more to come.
0: <laughs> Another great discussion with uh, Edward Reardon. I think he has so much insight, and it really gives us an opportunity to pause and reflect on this spiritual aspect of this journey that we're on, how he really takes the time to dissect things, sometimes going down to the atomic and subatomic level and wondering, how does this work? Why does this work? And looking at that natural aspect to it, a really unique way of, of viewing things that I think can give us a lot of insight in our own journey. So I'm thankful for Edward, to Edward for uh, joining me once again on the show. And that's all the time I have, my friends. Uh, No news this week, but uh, again, check it out at sixcentsmedia.net, all the links that I just gave as well. You'll have access to uh, get a lot more information. I think it's well worth your investment in time. And if you want to subscribe to the Patreon site for crypto viewing, we get into some real interesting things that are very informative um, and giving you a glimpse of how things are structured in this world and how they will impact you. So check it out again. CryptoViewing.com Patreon.com slash CryptoViewing That's all the time I have my friends This has been another episode of the Seeker Podcast Where small changes among the masses Can have a massive impact around the world I encourage you to be that change Never stop questioning Keep an open mind And let your intuition be your guide Thanks for listening (laughs) I'm gonna be sorry, I'm gonna be sad, I'm gonna be
2: sad, I'm gonna be 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 sad, I'm gonna I'm gonna be sorry, I'm gonna be sad, 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 I'm gonna